0: Source. Hey you like Bez? It looks like that has Heaney from the boundary line. He's an expert at these.
1: Hello and welcome to Behind the Boundary Podcast. I'm your host Pez. I'm here with Source live in the studio on a Wednesday afternoon and there's no Thursday footy this week, Source. What are the AFL doing?
0: Uh, they're putting two games on Anzac Day, Pez. They're, they're doing the Monday special. We've got our traditional, obviously, uh, Essendon versus uh, the Magpies, but uh, we've also put in a, a 12.30 one, a little bit of an early one. So the, the, the people of Tassie are getting a taste of Anzac Day special. I uh, don't know about the break of tradition on that one, Pez, but... Thursday night at footy, we need to see it back in the uh, the schedule.
1: Yeah, have two games on Anzac Day, that's fine. But just move another one on a Saturday, move it, move it to Thursday. We love Thursday footy here at Behind the Boundary. I know it's very controversial out there in the Twitter Twitter sphere, but uh, we do love uh, Thursday footy. It makes the week go quicker. It makes Friday seem so much better. You can already talk about one game and, and head into the rest of the round.
0: I mean, surely we've we've worked it out by now that Monday footy doesn't work in terms of the regular season. Anzac Day is a special occasion. Thursday night at footy always works, Pez. Always works, and last week delivered some absolute crackers Thursday night football. Don't know why the AFL don't continually run a regular Thursday night time slot, considering for the, the first half of the year they seem to love it, and then at the end of the year they're like, uh, too many. Like, well, Just if just put it in the regular schedule
1: just do it. it. And no more Wednesdays either, no we more don't Wednesdays. like that. Get out of there. Alright, lots of things happening in the week, and uh, we, we don't like talking about it, but a lot to do with umpires and umpire bosses and things, so let's get into our first segment. Well, here we are, Source. Big win, little win. We've got uh, certain topics and we need to decide if they're a big win for the AFL or if they are a little win. And uh, I'm just going to jump straight into it because the biggest story during the week uh, was to do with the AFL umpires and the new argument rule or the now descent rule, uh, as Brad Scott alluded to. And pretty ironic that Brad Scott is is heading this (laughs) and and talking uh, and backing the umpires. And the 50 metres we are talking about is the the Hawthorne one where the two players in the middle of the ground were talking to the umpire, one raised their arms and the umpires paid 50 metres, 100 metres off the ball and uh, put a certain goal for Tom Hawkins. So it's it's a very strange one source and uh, interested to hear your opinion on it. But um, the difference between argument and dissent Apparently doesn't matter to Brad Scott and it's a 50 either way.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with, um, I think it's a big win that the AFL took the step in this direction to sort of limit the amount of abuse and, you know, I'm not going to use the word dissent, but abuse towards umpires that we'd seen sort of seep into to junior football and, you know, it's good to see them, they're, they're trying to put role models on the field for the, the younger blokes and the younger girls out there to make sure that they are, you know, modelling what is appropriate behaviour. This rubbish about dissent and waving your arms around, waving your arms around in an aggressive manner, like we quite we often see in the in the NBA, or we see in, sometimes when someone's giving a spray and they wave their arms around. Yeah, of course, that is definitely dissent. Throwing your arms up in sort of you know a a, um, a moment of uh, disappointment or you know confusion. I don't think that is dissent. I think that is just a natural reaction and. In the initial whistle one, yep, arms up like what's going on, that's fine. If they c- get an explanation and they're continuing to carry on and be demonstrative, then yes, of course, 50. But the initial reaction, that is a little win. It's a big loss for the AFL because we still want these people to be human. We want them to show passion and emotion. You know, there was a story during the week about how everyone was getting upset about the Essendon team, um, you know, having a laugh after a 40 point loss. Hang on. We want them to be not human then. We want them to be robots. But in showing passion in an instant reaction, we want them to, you know, to do
1: nothing. We can't have it both ways, AFL. I definitely agree. I I think this is a little win for the AFL source and the game is is a very emotional game. Emotional for the fans, emotional for the players, their families, uh, the coaches and and anyone involved in the game. So, uh, you need to be able to show some emotive language. You use a good point there at the end of games, not being able to laugh with your opponent that you haven't seen, you know, your mates and you haven't seen them for a couple of years due to COVID. Uh, People get into them about that and then they show emotion and then people don't get into it. It's, It's very, very frustrating. But, if a players there, we've all well not all of us, but some of us have played a local sport and whatever. If you do something, the natural frustration. If you give away a penalty, you might put your arms out. Okay, in some cases, it doesn't mean you've shown dissent towards an umpire. I agree that you shouldn't be able to argue with the umpire, yell at the umpire, certain things like that. Interesting that people are bringing up things from 20 years ago. Source where they're bringing out uh, AFL adverts that were av- actually advertising. Uh, umpire abuse pretty much and, uh, <laughs> showing showing the game like that but there's also uh things flying around and gifts everywhere of brad scott in the coach's box at north melbourne he was one of the worst for it putting his arms up and and complaining about the umpires and now he's backing them fully i think brad scott hasn't given himself any favors because he should have said um yes dissent and arguments towards the umpire will go in a 50 but in this case it should have been left alone.
0: Yeah, and we're going to talk about this in the next the next big win, little win point, Pez. But before we get on to it, I think you're exactly right. He hasn't done any favours because what he's allowed and what the AFL continually do, and I don't know whether it's the, the commissioner's point of view or whoever is running the AFL, because we don't know with realistically where these decisions are coming from, but it is back the umpires at every single cost. And at the end of the day, Pez... They are human. They do make mistakes. There are some bad calls. And this, this dissent thing that has come in there, the AFL put out a massive points of emphasis with this and they had six dot points under the, the, the heading of limiting or you know, reducing the amount of arguments and dissent was in there. And waving in the arms was mentioned specifically. Waving the arms is not allowed. But there's a difference between waving the arms as in a, an up and down wa- waving them as a, a frustration level and there's a waving your arms in abusive manner. And I think they need to be really clear about that. And what the, the first step the AFL needs to do is stop backing the umpires at every turn. If you're going to critique the umpires and we're going to turn to you for an opinion, every now and then it needs to be used as a learning experience. And you know what, Pez? It was wrong. But that's okay. We're working with the umpire and we're using that as part of our educational material going going forward. When we review the game with all the umpires, we're showing them so that we can get better. But at the moment, how can you improve if every time they do it, they get a gold
1: star? Yeah. Well, the umpire is always right, which is, which is not good for anyone because there is no education in the game. And uh, I think these new rules and things like that just put a lot of pressure on the umpires, yep. you know, to learn something else and then go, I'm under pressure from my boss to call this call, but this is going to make me look silly in front of 90,000 people and then millions of people watching at home. So the umpire is in a really uh, difficult spot at the moment and I don't blame the umpire. I blame the, the people system. above and, and the system of the AFL. So yeah, they're set up to not fail. good at all. Set up to fail, Pez. And, and speaking set up to fail, you know, we're going to continually
0: uh, go on to the umpires. And again... Not the actual umpire's adjudication for it, but this continual backing. In the next scenario, Pez, in the next uh, aspect of this segment, we look at the staging and specifically the the Tom Hawkins um, sort of free kick that was paid. Um, Hawkins is pushed in the back by Sam Frost during a marking contest. He jumps for the ball and he... Extremely exaggerates the play To the point where he You know If you stopped uh, Stopped it He gets that old school meme That was flying around On Facebook The, the, the shooting star shi- Shooting star Flying around It's an easy one for that I'm sure that's been made somewhere um, The free kick is paid Which it shouldn't be paid It wasn't It wasn't a push out really no, it should have been paid it, no, was, it shouldn't um, have been made You're no, allowed to have a marking contest It
1: was It was said
0: The AFL backed it Backed it <laughs> <Don't the pole. laughs> <laughs> Don't be flawed, Pez. And this is the thing. Like, I'm a Geelong supporter sitting there, and in the game, I'm just like, what, that's not a free kick. And then you see it again, and it's like, okay, well, he's, he'll be fine for staging because he clearly staged. The the MRO gives this explanation, Pez. Hawken exaggerated the contact, but his actions did not const- constitute a reportable offense. No further action is taken. What? Isn't the rule staging exaggeration? Pez, this has to be – I'm not even. I'm going to get into this for you. This has to be a little win it's for a, the AFL.
1: It's a little win. Uh, it, it's very ironic that it's Hawkins because he had a big uh, push in the back on an opponent the other week that yes. wasn't paid, and then now he's getting a little dinky uh, push it's in the back. Cause and cause they, he put his hands up in the air. Oh, it's unbelievable. Any time a player puts their hands up in the air, they pretty much shouldn't get a free kick, no. um, and, and it pisses me off. So uh, Mackay was fined $1,000 a few weeks back for, for staging. He got a little bit of a, a bump and went straight to the floor. It was very obvious staging, and, and he deserved the fine. But Tom Hawkins Hawkins deserves a fine as well because it doesn't look good for the game. Young uh, forwards growing up idolising Tom Hawkins, what are they going to do this weekend? They're going to get a little hand in the back, and they're going to exaggerate contact and try and get a free kick. So it's it's not good for any level of the game,
0: dude. If you're going to have a excessive exaggeration, which is what it's the fine is labelled as, he staged it. A- any sort of contact, you look at you know the NBA. We use as a perfect example because we were watching the NBA today, and you look at Patrick Beverly for example. He got whacked in the face. Oh, no, it wasn't him. That was Vanderbilt. He gets whacked in the face and hits the floor hard, grabs his face. There was a little bit of contact. Excessively exaggerated it. Yes, the contact was there, but there's no need to carry on like this. The bloke, Tom Hawkins, goes sideways in this incident. That little little push out for a bloke that's, what, 100 kegs, 200 centimetres, not on. It's just ridiculous. He needed to be fined, and it's a fine. Like, just... Just make the call, make the fine. The
1: reason they don't want to make the call is because they want to back the umpire and say that it's the right call. Because if he gets fined for exaggeration, the umpire call probably wasn't correct. So they just don't want to say that they're wrong, and that's why they're not giving him the fine. So it's ridiculous. But
0: the worst thing in this one is they actually have said, you know what, It it was a dive. They've said, yeah, it was, but it wasn't that bad a dive. It was only off the little board. It wasn't off the high board. So it's fine.
1: You're kidding me, aren't you? Um Now, this isn't the next segment. I'm going to go off this with umpire calls and putting arms up source. When a player goes to get the ball now, these days, they go into a pack, they pick up the ball, they deliberately pretend to pick up the ball and then let go of it and put their arms up in the air and get tackled. I've seen a lot of holding the man free kicks in the first five rounds and I absolutely bloody hate it.
0: There's, I hate that one I hate the one where they're like you know they, they throw the ball back to the ump- the, the, the player and they, they, they move their hands away and they're trying to get the 50 we're, we're worried too much about the product of AFL umpires we're, we're worrying too much about the adjudication of the rules and again it's a product of the AFL's failure to stick to a bunch of bylaws and rules and interpretations and just run with it for five minutes just just five minutes please <laughs> run with it instead of changing from round to round continually back in the umpire which changes the, the, the benchmark
1: it changes the coaching Exactly right. The coaches coach around it. So just leave it, let it go, uh, and continue from there. Now, the last one that we need to speak about on on Twitter and uh, probably personally as well with us both going to the footy on the weekend is fan behaviour source. Are the fans behaving themselves at the footy?
0: Yeah, look, I...
1: I know everyone's going to go
0: and talk about the product of uh, of COVID and not being able to socialise, but I think it's getting really bad, Pez. And an example from the weekend is Tom Rockliffe You know, he, he put up a tweet saying that he, you know, I'll say this: I loved my fan engagement with the Carlton fans today. Besides one engagement, passionate as any team, I wish you all the best. Jump on the Blues train if you are not sure who to jump on. Just be good supporters. In reference to him leaving the MCG with his family, with his son, and getting obviously in a verbal spat, and I'm say obviously because of an quote that he had and he has reportedly been spat on now passion is great I love having passion the football and I think it's really really great to have some engagements with football and sometimes when you're up there you you frustrations and now you obviously don't wave your hands in the air as a spectator because you don't want to get you know unsocial behavior and get thrown out you don't want to get arrested or whatever but you do you get involved in the game you shout out some stuff it sounds like has had a bit of an an engagement and he said you know that um, I was I was uh, supporting harder than anyone else, and I probably took it a little bit too far. But spitting is not, is not, uh, not on. Man. And I agree spitting is not on, Pez, but I think this is a little win for fans because um, I think as an AFL football player and as a father, he needs to model good behaviour.
1: Well, everyone at the footy needs to, you know, model good behavior and then um, you have to kind of call it out, but it's dangerous in these times to actually call it out um, to other people as well. So I don't agree with spitting. I think swearing is another thing that needs to be uh, fully banned Banned. as well um, from from the, the supporters because it's just not on. Cheer for your team. Cheer is hard. A little bit of banter back and forth. Uh, between fans and between opposition things is what makes going to the footy really, really fun. And you have a laugh and a giggle at um, people, you know, going back and forth at each other and cheering and trying to cheer louder than the other people. But uh, when it comes to swearing, when it comes to uh, spitting, any physical altercation or getting up in uh, people's personal space is just a no-go zone.
0: But even the personal, like, I've got no problem supporting and, you know, like, oh, that's a dirty, you know, that's a dirty play. Oh, you're a dog, whatever. But then once the play's done, it's done. I don't like all this, you know, this pre pre sort of thing. You know, you look at the way that all the Hawthorne fans booed their triple premiership player in Isaac Smith every time he touched the ball. Joel Selwood was getting boo- boo- booed every time he got the ball. And some of the verbal abuse that came out of the football towards those two players respected AFL players in the community. Both have played over 200 games. Like, I just don't understand why it becomes a personal attack for for these these athletes playing sport. That to me is not on. If you want to be abusive, be abusive towards an act in the game incidental and then that's done for the game. Just 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 be good role models for everyone else. Whether you've got children or not, be a good person of society. You don't need to act like a pack of ferals. You know, we <laughs> we 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 were, we were in a beautiful space where we were allowed to sit next to supporters. We're allowed to go to the footy. you and I can go to the footy and watch Delong, St. Kilda. We don't have to segregate in different areas like in like you know the in um England, you know, some other places around Europe. Don't ruin it by being
1: absolute morons. Yeah, and a bit of negativity around fan behaviour there. I've got a couple of uh, little stories from my trip to the footy... uh (laughs) On Saturday, Gold Coast and and St Kilda, I'm walking in and and there's this bloke, an older gentleman and he's with uh, what I believe was his wife and his son and and they're talking about umpires and I'm just, you know, walking to Gate 7. I don't know why I had to go to Gate 7. I usually enter (laughs) Gate 2 at Marvel, but uh, anyway. Stay stay on the right (laughs) rant. (laughs) Now, it's not not a rant or anything. I just didn't agree with this bloke. He was saying that Razor Ray, Ray Chamberlain, is great for the game and he's an amazing umpire. And uh, his, his little personality comes across good on TV. So and you I would, went over and spat on him? I would just totally disagree. I didn't spit on him. I didn't even respond to him. Well, that's, uh, big, that's big from you, Pez. Yeah, I, I just uh, kept my mouth shut, kept walking, <laughs> had a little bit of a smile and a smirk to <laughs> say, Razor Ray has to be the worst thing to happen to <laughs> footy. Uh, but I did see another tweet that said uh, they should get rid of umpire numbers. Umpire names, you shouldn't know who is actually umpiring the game uh, because people get up in arms before the game even happens depending on who umpires the game and uh, they need to just, you know make the calls and then go off the ground and I agree with that yeah disagree about that Pez I think that the umpires have worked hard to make it to that level and they should be celebrated and acknowledged but oh, oh, just I'm a little just a little but the, the <laughs> other story this is the best story I'm sitting row one uh, near the interchange bench and you've got uh, the St Kilda players were walking past when they're on the bench up and down and at one point in the third quarter Roland Marshall's on the bench and he's, he's walking up and down and other, I'm going to say between five and eight that's a pretty big span yeah uh, a little girl was up in the in the stairs, and she's up at the at the fence, and she yells out "Marshall!" and then ducks her head <laughs> <laughs> so she can't see. And she kept doing it uh, in the third and fourth quarter. So they were having a bit of fun, and uh, they got uh, photos with the mascots, St Kilda mascots at three quarter time. So a, a Mas- good mascots, fan story. So the
0: male and female Saint, which I like, nice yep. little inclusive uh, community that St Kilda are becoming. Uh, but but Pez, those sort of moments, both of those interactions are going to be lost if all this abusive behaviour continues, because people are going to keep their opinions themselves. How many times have you and I been in the footy and you and I have been having just a personal conversation and someone has interjected? Remember when we went to, was it Melbourne, Geelong? And you and I were talking and some big bloke behind us, you know, just we were obviously being a little bit, we were having a bit of banter between us and ha- having a bit of a joke and he like piped up, thought that we would just, you know, called his his mum something <laughs> disgusting and we were just talking about a Melbourne player and I think we are actually just, we were just being, I don't know what just, we were Just, just doing. being a little bit silly. And this bloke, if I we'd been that sort of person, Perry, turn around, boom. We're in a fight and he would have beat the shit out of both of us (laughs) just quickly. (laughs) But like, you're not able to have those personal conversations. Those interactions will be lost if we continue this abusive culture. And I don't think it stems from the players on the field. I think it does stem from... The people in the community not calling out that sort of behaviour and not being penalised for it because everyone's become too scared and too, you know free voice everything. But anyway, that's another rant, Pez.
1: Yeah, but a uh, little win for the AFL with fan behaviour. But a, a couple of little stories. So if you've got any good stories of fan yes. behaviour, uh, send it into Twitter at behind the bound because uh, we'd love to hear about it and, and talk about it on the podcast. Source.
0: We, we do Pez, and of course, following up from big wins, little wins. Let's talk about uh, <laughs> the minor and uh, major wins that we had this weekend in our bet review. Off review. It's no official
1: review. How does it end? We don't know. they kind of lost that one as well. Oh, betty review source uh, for round. What was that? Round four? Round five? Round, round five. five? Round five. Pay attention. How, how good is that? Uh, we actually got a, a tweet on our on our bet slip uh, on the results there, and it's from Sir Duke, a long time listener here, and he goes, uh, "Now I don't know who to tail. Pez hot." but things always even out in the end. And yes, I think you're very, very knows. wrong. Sir Duke knows. You're very, very wrong, Sir Duke. And uh, <laughs> I'll tell you right now, you you listen to me, you follow my bet slip because uh, I'm on absolute fire for a, for a reason. And Source is, uh, you know, the flame's been, been put out and he's not winning his... His little big multis and, and things like that. Right. Serduk
0: knows. Serduk knows. In the end, all uh, trumps uh, Pez in the end, and I end up coming up on top, oh, uh, well, like s- always. Well, speak about you coming up on top. How'd you go this round? <laughs> yeah, well, shit, yes. Um, <laughs> no, I was, uh, I was very lucky this weekend to uh, escape with only losing a little bit amount of money through my uh, luxury of bonus bets, Pez. And uh, we start things off on the Friday night. My God, this was a bad beat, Pez. Uh, <laughs> so I had... Uh, Three-leg, same-game, multi, Ooh. which was my bonus. And this is a disgusting bet. And uh, I had over 159.5. That got up. Charlie Cameron to kick a goal, which he kicked one in the, the third, of, I think it was the fourth third quarter, quarter third quarter. I was looking a little bit a uh, little bit scarce there, up at the halftime, because he didn't get near the pill. Then the minus eight and a half, pairs. Brisbane, up by a fair bit in the last <laughs> quarter. And then a few uh, interesting decisions were made by our good mates, the umpires. And... Uh, yeah, to miss that 8.5 and, and to finish with a, an 8-point win in terms of Brisbane when they're up by 20 points with a minute and something to go is disgusting. But, uh, yeah, I did lose that bonus, so I had the opportunity to double up and uh, didn't lose any money, but
1: it should have been uh, 25 have been bucks in my pocket. Would have been handy to have that uh, little bit of cash. I had uh, my same... Game multi uh, over one thirty seven and a half got up McCluggage and Rich to get twenty plus got up, but I had the quarter by quarter leader the wider wire and Collingwood came out on fire and uh, led that first quarter, but uh, by by a fair bit as well so that didn't get up I think the the play in hindsight Brisbane won thirty nine yeah <laughs> if you can if you can talk in hindsight it's very very easy but uh, both had a loss I escaped with a bonus which I used later in the round and we head to Good Friday where North Melbourne are under pressure to actually keep this game. Yeah,
0: probably uh, for West Coast and North Melbourne fans, yeah, you're talking about Bad Friday because it was uh, two absolute drubbings. Uh, we both have the same bet here, Pez. Aaron Norton to kick any of the first five goals. He kicked the third goal of the game. That was an easy, nice uh, $50 for us, Pez. And you're you know, minor cheeky, as I think you had it as last week because it played by the rules. Yeah, so yeah. I just just, just a because you push the button doesn't mean it's we cheeky. We put up, there. what yeah, colours? Yeah, what yeah, colours, yeah. Are what are colours? cheeky? cheeky it's yeah. blue. Oh, <laughs> cheeky! Yeah, yeah, <laughs> there go. You flog,
1: all right. But I did put out another bet beforehand because I messaged you this uh the night before and i couldn't believe the odds that i got on this this bet i had bulldogs head-to-head over 100 and i think that's 45.5 uh bulldogs plus 0.5 in in the first half so they just had to be a draw or winning and bulldogs minus 0.5 in the first quarter so they just had to win the first quarter and that got me odds of uh, about two bucks so uh, used, used a bet on that put the max 50 on it and doubled up so happy with that surely those betting agencies are getting close on your little uh, little uh, tricks of the trade there Pez uh, yeah I did uh, have a couple of uh, grimace right there was a <laughs> couple of bets on, on tab this week where I just had to wait a couple of minutes <laughs> while they reviewed my bet but um that's that's not because of these these no, bets because these are smaller stakes of course yeah, but just, um, just w- winning so much money there yeah, Pez all yeah. right
0: let's get on to the other game on Good Friday the evening game and uh, wow one other thing I did notice about this game Pez when was the last time you saw SBS Stadium with so l- not that many less people even when Fremantle were at their worst they still packed out their stadium West Coast fans where were you
1: oh they were all in lockdown oh, with COVID oh, apparently like the like the God. team but uh, where were the team that was actually out on the ground because at one stage it was 49 to 0 yeah didn't score until the second quarter and uh, <sighs> had to get a, Late in the second a, a very well. dubious
0: free kick uh, wasn't a free kick but very dubious Liam Ryan put one on in a marking contest and uh, he got their first goal and he actually was you know, one shining light for them but the other shining light Pez was my bonus bet I had a great little bonus bet there when I had my max stake bonus from the week before Sydney head to head I told you those odds were absolutely rotted. Sydney plus do two and a half and the over 152 and a half I thought Sydney Were
1: going to get there On their own At half time oh, well, They nearly did <laughs> Nearly would have um, But I had Sydney Plus 37 and a half uh, Sydney minus 10 and a half, Which you might wonder <laughs> Why would I have those two In the same thing And over 127.5 So 25 bucks uh, Doubled and more very happy with uh, my great Friday yeah it was a great Friday for the pod Pez two
0: winning ticks for us and that's about as good as the Easter weekend went for us or <laughs> well, for me anyway we get on to the the what the Saturday game I was a little bit lost track there with how many games we've already played the Saturday game the Saints and the Suns Pez I had a three league same game multi I said that the only 50, 50 aspect was Bradley Hill kicking a goal and that was the leg that I lost Oh, he had a shot at he goal he did have a shot and he sprayed it
1: and he gave uh, one away as well earlier yep, in the game so yep, I was most definitely. on Brad Hill watch and he was, he was there sprayed it so no good for you so no, good for me so I escaped with a bonus bet for that one though because it was the only leg that failed i used my bonus stake and I was being very very cheeky here because I put Saints 40 plus I put Dan Butler to kick two goals he didn't didn't kick uh, his goals and Bradley Hill 20 plus disposals ended with 19 he was off with an injury in that fourth quarter for a bit on 18 came back on and got the one touch so uh, across there from me and we move on to the next game we do and both of us did clear in this one with good um,
0: hindsight pairs because it was an absolute surprise maybe I don't know who are the Tigers is probably the biggest question to come from this but the Adelaide Crows got a surprising uh, 21 point oh, sorry 19
1: point victory yeah well Richmond actually got the lead back and it looked like they were gonna you know storm past in yeah. that third quarter but they've been a really poor four quarter side uh, this year and uh, Adelaide were able to take advantage of that there's a couple of minor things with uh, Trent Cochin and his kicking incident of Tex Walker and Tex Walker calling him out after he's just served a suspension for um, some <laughs> racial slurs which probably wasn't a- a good at all but uh, one of the couple of tips that people would have got wrong this week uh, if you've tipped Richmond and uh, one of the ones I got wrong. So if I get a tip wrong and i steer clear from it I'm very very happy yeah me too it means it was a 50-50 game and it was a good call on us alright
0: going on to the, the Saturday night game for Melbourne taking on GWS Melbourne absolutely flexing their muscles against a dismal sort of GWS side they get their leader back this week Pez and uh, couldn't have come quick enough for them I had uh, three league same game multi which was my cheeky uh, Melbourne to lead every quarter which they did very easy absolute bargain Pez at $1, $1. $1. eighty, I think it was at that time Jack Vining to kick goal, which he did and James Hans just just continually giving it off. There was no defence at whatsoever. He didn't need to get close pairs because there was no defence there. And a little little handball over the top, little kick over the top. And uh GWS cost me that bet, not harms because everyone else <laughs> was feeding on the absolutely goals. Absolutely waltz in there, so I escaped with a twenty five dollar bonus bet, Pez, which is all right for a cheeky. That's what you want. Yeah, we'll I mean, you prefer I'll, the money but I'll, Yeah.
1: I used a bonus bet on this game at three dollar forty odds, which uh, ended up getting up. Melbourne quarter time leader very, very easy. They haven't conceded a goal Three weeks in a row in the first quarter source, so that's a hasn't happened since the '60s as well. So wow. that's a very very good stat. Um, over 163.5, which is where uh, I think my sweat was a little bit because GWs weren't scoring too many points uh, early in that game, and Melbourne minus 31 and a half. So uh, ended up getting up, take the 60 bucks, and, and move on to the next game. Move on to the next game. Uh, Carlton played Port
0: Adelaide, and I think the I think by halftime, Carlton already moved on to the next week because another week. Another Carlton uh, fading in the second half. Don't know what's going on in Blue Lands, but I steered clear with this one and lucky because whatever you were betting on this one, it was a sweat.
1: Oh, it was concerning, <laughs> concerning for Michael Voss in the in the coaches box, and they showed him a lot um, towards the end of that game. And uh, things go a little bit differently, or some goal kicking happens a little bit differently. Port Adelaide could have snatched that one from 50 points down, yep. and and Carlton, you know, giving up a lead against Hawthorne. The positive thing, if you're going to take anything positive away from it, as a Carlton point of view, didn't have Cripps in. The side and in both of those games where the teams had come back they won by under a goal so they got the four points and they can move on um, safely with the four points which they would have taken before the game anyway
0: They, they should be five and oh four and one the Gold Coast win is an anomaly hopefully but again it is concerning that they are giving up those big leads Great for them to be holding on. There. And they have a bit of a test this week against Fremantle over there. So big test, big test. to say that. Speaking of Fremantle, we get on to the Essendon-Fremantle game. Both of us at this time were waiting for the list there. We both loved uh, Fremantle and with good point there, Pez. Essendon, disgusting.
1: Oh, disgusting yeah i know i really stuffed up on this one i put a bonus bet out and i was just trying to you know be a little bit smart and do my little uh, trick with the the pluses on both sides and the the over and the under so a range and i missed out on the SM 37 and a half because they were absolute witches hats we've seen uh the footage and if you watched any any show they looked oh. at the footage and the midfielders for Essendon standing around as soon as they turn the ball over and not chasing the other way, which puts pressure on uh, the Essendon defence. So I don't blame the Essendon defence. It's those forwards and midfielders that aren't running the other way uh, when Fremantle got the ball. It was five goals each source. Fremantle kicked uh, ten in a row uh, in that second half, and it was absolutely disgusting to watch. And if you're an Essendon fan... Uh, you would be super embarrassed of your footy club. Super embarrassed, especially when
0: I think a lot of people had them, you know, in their top four, some winning the premiership. I definitely had them making the top six. You had them in the eight. like it's Out of the eight. Out of the eight. Oh, about time you made a good call on a lot of prediction. Uh, so <laughs> but it's really disappointing for that football club and um, for them to be hiding around um, injuries, that's not on. Uh, Fremantle have been just in the same similar sort of spot with injuries. They came to a stadium that they don't win very often and they flogged you by 50. Very disappointing for us and, and the football club. And it looks like uh, that streak of finals may continue. Yeah, and uh, there you go. It ends on um,
1: ends on Sunday, but we've got one more game, the Easter Monday. Long round.
0: Long round and a, the longest game of footy, Pez. Uh, the Hawthorne-Geelong game, always a classic, Easter Monday classic. And, and you know, the, the game itself delivered the same sort of performance. Uh, it was, again, a game of two halves. But it wasn't actually in the <laughs> in the a- in order of the first half, second half. It was first quarter, last quarter, and then the middle two quarters in the middle. But both of us had the Jack Gunston or Tom Hawkins to kick any of the first five go- goals. Well, Dylan Moore basically kicked four yeah. in the first, uh, what you, <laughs> first. What are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hawkins didn't get into involved in the action until the, the, the second the the quarter, and he didn't get into the, into the, the fourth <laughs> quarter. So uh, that was a bad loss for that one. But twenty five bucks. Two dollars on the nose. You can't. can't I've got to take that. that. One, Two so key
1: forwards down either end. Um, the money ball's been pretty good for us. I think we're four from six. You got to take. You got to take the money ball special if you think it's any good. But um, your know, Hawthorne, they get a good win against Geelong and that's that's costly <laughs> for them. And not, I don't know what they're doing down at the Cattery, uh, but shouldn't have lost that. Nope. Definitely, we move on to the Maltese, and I say Maltese as plur- plural, not just because. Mm-hmm. Um, it's me and you, but I've got two of my multis, which are both got upsourced. We've got Brisbane Bulldogs, St Kilda, Melbourne. That was a tick at $2.11 with the max. And Brisbane Western Bulldogs, St Kilda, and Melbourne—the exact same one—with uh, a max ticket two dollars 09 Yeah. Spe- speaking of things that shouldn't have lost, pairs, this multi should not have lost because Geelong shouldn't have lost,
0: and it was the only leg that I lost, uh, which cost me a nice little hundred and, uh, what hundred and
1: fifteen dollar profit. So you you were talking last week in your multi that you liked your odds better than mine because you know three twenty eight compared to two oh nine. Uh, Loved it. Wouldn't be loving them right now. With Piers, that you, me, you messaged me
0: before the game. You're like, it's going to be a great round for you, Sauce. You're going to be uh, both in the green after Geelong win. And then you didn't message me until the fourth quarter and go, hey, mate, I know you're a bit somber. <laughs> <laughs> um, can you do me a favor? <laughs> you didn't talk to me after the first quarter. So, uh, yeah, that was a loss for me, Pez. But I did escape with a bonus bet. Hopefully I can win that back. And... Uh, my gosh, what a
1: what a round. Yeah, big Easter for uh, Geelong and uh, everyone else. Big Easter for for myself, not sure about you, Sauce, but uh, let's have a look at our ROI for the season. Round five, I staked $235, returned $478.47 for a return on investment of 103.6%. So happy with that round. Uh, and we might go to you for the round in your year so we can finish on a positive. Yeah, it was a good Easter for me, Pez. Thanks <laughs> for asking. Lots of jockeys, Easter money came, <laughs>
0: got away for the weekend uh, and uh, yeah, so thanks thanks for asking yeah, no
1: one wants to hear about that. We'll have <laughs> you going <on> round five.
0: <laughs> Damn. All right, so I staked at 135, and uh, realistically, because of that Geelong loss, it uh, means I was prevented from getting into the positive. Returned at $115.05, an ROI of minus 14.77%. But year-to-date, Pez, I'm still up and about. Staked 750 for the year. Return $835.89, an ROI, 11.45%. Pez, kicking goals, because that's where we want, above yep. 10%.
1: You're up there. Have you had a look at the little emoji on Twitter, that um, the internet? got
0: for you? Yeah, well, the intern needs a uh, stern talking to because I'm still in the positive, so he needs to relax a little bit. Oh, well, do you know what it is? It's a microscope.
1: Yeah, you're under the microscope because not, your, your performance. What do you mean 11%? That's up and about. That's two losing weeks in a row. You need to turn it around. So over, overall, overall is 11%. What the intern is well, saying. Overall is over percent. Under the microscope. Myself, year to date, I've staked $1,155, <laughs> uh, return $1,669.02 for a return on investment of 44.5%, so. So uh, if I can stick uh, there or thereabouts for the remainder of the season, I'll be making a lot of cash and it'll be good.
0: If you stick there for the remainder of the season and carry on like this, we're not having a podcast because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I'm going to get on the, that little uh, little island yeah I'm going to ship right off, okay? Because it's
1: I've uh, got the island and the hotels back. Uh, yeah,
0: I like that. They're ready to go. Yeah, last year, ten percent. You had islands and hotels and huts, and then and I get a microscope. I'm under the pump. I don't know why I'm under the pump. I'm in the positive. You're under the
1: pump. You you're a lot of percent behind, sauce oh, which is uh, it's not a competition, Pez. It's never, never been, been a competition ever. Never <laughs> been competitive. Let's get to round six and see if you can actually win. Fact that the size of the bets was relatively small.
0: Our bets with an opportunity about 50 metres
1: out. I was with a mate, and um, we were getting getting sort of ready to leave, and he, he said, um, "I think I'm going to whack 10 on on Maxie. Do you want do you want some as well?" And I I said. Oh!
0: Yes, 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 Pez. Never been competitive. Geez, that's a word of a lie between no, but, the two of us. It's all about winning green. And uh, speaking of green, let's get on to the uh, specials for this week. Central takes a special and goes bang.
1: Yeah, a little bit disappointing to start with the specials because I've been refreshing sports bet specials for the last two days now, and. Uh, nothing yet nothing is out and uh, i've been waiting on that because they have given the best specials in the first five rounds so i'm hoping uh, that they do come back and if they do you can jump over them and we will be putting it out on twitter at behind the bound so they've got um, thursday and friday matches for nrl the double winning source and i'm thinking they don't have the afl specials out because there's no thursday night footy game so they're not under the pump they've got an extra day but lazy by them they already they're, know they're what the they can do they're the market leaders get it out and go there everyone else has tab mm-hmm. You know, consistency, still going. All games, same game, multis, you get your bonus back. Head-to-head special um, with the three-plus legs, five-plus legs, seven-plus legs for, for Tab on head-to-head uh, multis. And then lead at halftime but lose, bonus back up to 50 for venue mode exclusive if you can figure out how to, <laughs> how to use the venue mode there. Uh, Ladbrokes. Uh, they've, Ladbrokes and Neds changed it up a little bit this week. They've got a three-plus leg same-game multi, uh, bonus back on Friday and Sunday games. Okay, so not Saturday for whatever reason. Same thing with the $2 lines, Friday, Sunday games. And then they've still got their mega multi around, so you can check that out. Um, If you want, Neds also have the early payout on head-to-head bets if you're up by 20 plus at halftime. Bet 365, uh, you can get more percentage on the more legs you have on a multi, and you get the AFL early payout, and it includes multis as well. So if you have a four-leg multi in there and a couple of teams go up by 32 points, they give you the early payout even on um, those legs as well. So that's not bad. That's, that's um, really good value. Bet right. Uh, we had to join the community for Discord last week. I had to find <laughs> something to put on because I don't really have specials. So i um, been seeing a little bit on Twitter uh, from a few users about the 2022 Australian federal election. <laughs> Um, and you've got 17 million enrolled Aussies. you got 151 seats. <laughs> you got one party win on election night. So you can oh, get some markets at, at bet Right if you want to bet on uh, <laughs> the politics. And if you're, you're one of those flogs on Twitter that are actually betting um, politics with no idea what you're doing, uh, pull your head in. Uh, next one is Moneyball. Uh, they've got Friday night Toby, I should have done that last Toby Green or Max King uh, To kick the one of the first five goals in the match $25 So the same as the Hawkins uh, Gunston one last week Paying two bucks And then they have got Bombers versus Magpies Anzac Day medal uh, Max better $20 uh, All in betting Any of McGrath Parrish Shield Adams Crisp Degoe To win the Anzac Day medal It's paying three bucks uh, If you like that Or you think one or two of those players Are going to win the medal Maybe put a little max 20 on there in Moneyball. Yeah, uh, the Moneyball
0: one is uh, 50-50 this week because one of them is quite good and the other one... It's
1: uh, low odds for a selection of 44 players that potentially could win it. Oh Yeah, well... Maybe 44 players, but you've got to take some players. And we're not going to get into that not then, gonna get uh, into at that. the moment, but let's get into round let's six. Let's get into
0: round six, Pez, and Friday Night Footy, as we have definitely mentioned already on the podcast. Uh, we start things off with GWS taking on St Kilda. GWS have leaked out as the Outsiders $2.17, a lot 69 for the Saints, Pez. The line is minus three and a half, and the
1: over-under total points, 165 and a half. Yeah, the only thing that's a bit nerve-wracking about this is St Kilda playing away. Uh, and Toby Green's back, the, the captain yes. of uh, GWS. So I think that's why the odds are a little bit closer. If Toby Green was still out, I think the Saints uh, ease into to pretty big favourites there. But uh, you can get some good value if you think either of these teams are going to win head-to-head. Uh, I am going to put one of these teams in my multi to end the round. So surprise, surprise who that's going to be. But uh, my one for this is the Moneyball Special Source. Toby Green or Max King to kick any of the first five goals. Max better $25, it says. But when you press that little max button, uh-huh. as you know... $25.01. You little ripper. There you go. Nice little win of $50.02. And yeah, Maxine hasn't been kicking first quarter goals, no. but um, if no. you get two key forwards, or Toby Green's not really a key forward, but two forwards, two players that might play forward, yep. balls either end, you can win your bet. Yeah. So I'm, I'm loving it. I mean, Toby Green hasn't kicked any in the first quarter either
0: this year. So. No, he hasn't kicked any goals at all. No. Can you believe it? Slow start for him. All right, speaking of a slow start, Pez, I was a little bit slow in, um, oh, sorry. Money bet was a little bit slow. What are they called? Money ball. Money ball were a little bit slow in actually releasing that special and I'd already put down one of my bonus bets for the round. So I've actually got two bets in the Friday night special. Oh,
1: here we go. I like I've it. I've got the 25. bending five, the rules finally not bending the
0: rules. Not bending the rules. <laughs> I'm oh, following the rules that you've set, Pez. You <laughs> yeah. move the benchmark and I'm just uh, following suit. So I've got the $25 money ball special for Toby Green or King to kick a goal. And I've got my $25 bonus bet from last week, Pez. I've got St Kilda to win the match. I think they get this oh, done. Like it is a little bit um, worrying that they are playing away. St Kilda are the better team. They have been better performing. And putting Toby Green into that side does boost the morale, but it also adjusts their structure. I've put St Kilda plus 24 and a half. Uh, as the alternative handicap and the over alternative handicap of one thirty point five, that gives me odds of two dollars four pairs, and I've just put my bonus bet on that to return twenty six dollars, so double up on that one, Pez.
1: Yeah, very good. We we like it when you're on the Saints as a as a Saint <laughs> supporter here, but that's the that's the Friday night game. We have to wait till Friday for footy. Uh, and then we have to move on to Saturday. We do. We head on to uh, we head all the way down to Mars Stadium. So Bendigo or Ballarat,
0: wherever Mars Stadium is, where a part of the universe. That is Pez Western Bulldogs taking on the Crows. A dollar twenty nine. Favorites are the Dogs. The Crows outsiders at three dollars sixty six. The line minus twenty two and a half. A bit concerning for how windy that ground can get. So an interesting line there. And over one sixty seven and a half Pez. The dogs, surely, uh, they, they continue that the little routing that yeah, they well, are doing.
1: Well, windy down in Mars in Ballarat, I think it is, source. And on the opposite side of the world um, where we haven't played AFL is Snickers Stadium uh, <laughs> over there. And I can't believe I've, I've gone through with that. I thought about it the whole time you were saying that. And I thought, yeah, I'll, I'll go through with this. I'm a, I'm a dad now, so I'm able to do that. I like the way that you sat there. I could see you pondering. <laughs> I, was just, I could see
0: you had something. You tried to get up in a couple of times, but the Snickers. You went from Mars to Snickers. Uh, terrible.
1: You no, know, I hate um, supermarket shopping. All right, so I hate going to the supermarket. Yep, but anytime I do, I will just sneak off to the wherever the Snickers are and just just put one in my hand and then they so steal. Uh, whenever no, there's all right. this money in. You can't just. Uh, I don't actually it. buy the Snickers. At the end, I put it back, which is uh, I don't know if that's uh, good or not. But um, w- if you're with the missus or whatever, and she you know gets a little bit toey, you can go here yeah, <laughs> have, a, have a Snickers. You're not yourself when you're you're not yourself. When you're when you're <laughs> <laughs> what a classic! All right, get on to the bets. For um, one, yes, I think the Bulldogs do not lose because it's down at Mars Stadium. Um, they've had a bit of experience down there and uh, low-scoring games usually yeah. at Mars Stadium. Yep. So what I've done is I've put a, a three-leg same-game multi with Neds. You've got um, the, the Bulldogs head-to-head, the Bulldogs plus 10.5. And, and then the Bulldogs 1-39 to 39 margin because I don't think they blow out Adelaide 40+. plus Adelaide's effort has been uh, pretty superb this season and they had a good win last week, but I don't think that they can get the win down in Ballarat. But I also don't think the Bulldogs can blow them out uh 40 plus so a comfortable win to the bulldogs and one to 39 if that gets up uh my bet gets up it's two dollars 20 i put 25 on
0: it yeah don't mind that one pez i agree i think the dogs get this done little concerned about the crows and uh the inconsistency of the bulldogs from quarter to quarter i've had a couple of games that they probably shouldn't have let get away from them uh, but yeah the one 39 is probably where i'd be leaning but i am steering clear in this instant pez. so we move on to the next saturday game the 435 traditional time slot port adelaide versus west coast Wow. Both of these teams sitting on one singular win of their Pez. Oh no, sorry. Port Adelaide gave away that one win to the Crows. So they're sitting on zero wins. Hopefully they can get their first win of the season. Of course it's at Adelaide Oval. 135 are the favorites for the power. Three dollars nineteen outsiders in West Coast. Minus eighteen and a half is the line. The over under one sixty one and a half Pez.
1: Ken Hickley surely gets his first win for the season. Yeah, well, low odds for a team that's 0-5. I don't know if you would have seen something like that before. But uh, last week I'm watching the, the Port Adelaide game and they're down by 50 points to Carlton and I'm thinking... Uh, Do they not want to play for this coach? Are they just waiting until the coach gets sacked? Are they going to perform like this all the time? Uh, But then I saw the comeback and I saw the heart. I saw Robbie Gray in for his first game last week. And I I just think Port Adelaide are are going to show more effort and more heart at home. They're going to give their fans a a spectacle and they're going to towel up the West Coast Eagles here. Um, I don't have a bet. I'm I'm steering clear because of all the unknowns uh, on the West Coast Eagles and you don't know what's happening. And it doesn't matter about the personnel at the moment of who comes in or not. Uh, their effort just isn't there. And I, I think they've put 2022 to bed already. So I think the power win, uh, but no bet for me at the moment.
0: Yeah, I was looking for Marcus for the uh, Ken Hinckley uh, first coach to be sacked because if they lose this, Pez, it is definitely on the cards and it would be definitely better odds than $1.35. So you'd check a, a cheeky tenor on that one, I think, uh, to get that done. I've gone with, um, I think Port Adelaide get the job done. I like the inclusion of Robbie Gray. I agree. I think West Coast are so mentally... Um, emotionally damaged, mentally damaged. The season is already gone. They have put the cues in the rack. Port Adelaide will be looking to bounce back. They would still see finals as, as a good outcome for them with a lot of games uh, that they play at home and hopefully can you know, guide some of those young players through some match fitness and get uh, get the results. So I've gone Port Adelaide for the win. Three league, same game, multi, sorry, with uh, Neds, one league fails. Uh, first one of the day, so that's the only one I've got on the Saturday. Uh, money back in return of a bonus. I've got Port Adelaide to win. Ryan Burton to get 20 disposals. Um, huge difference in um, discrepancy between markets a dollar 12 or something like that on sportsbit a dollar 50 on um ned so it's huge it's a huge discrepancy there and if we're going off the the dollar 12 sports bet pretty much have that on the on the mark there that's great value and i've gone port adelaide alternative handicap plus 13 and a half. so i just need them to win and ryan burton to do what he does and, and i should double up mm-hmm. their pairs odds of two dollars 10 and a whack 25 on that
1: you'll be going i hope you're right because um yeah i'm going to use port adelaide in another competition that i'm in as well this week and fingers crossed that that can get up
0: yeah, fingers crossed, Pez. Uh, we get on to the Saturday Night Clash. Only one Saturday Night game, so we like that there's no overlap, Pez. We, we love that uh, aspect. It's just the rest of the fixture that they got wrong. Fremantle taking on the Blues. Fremantle, our favourites at SBS Stadium, $1.64. Carlton, the Outsiders, $2.27. Minus 7.5 is the line. I'm really interested to hear your thoughts on this one, Pez. The over-under, 159 $159.5. This is an interesting game. I, I don't have a bet in this one. It's a steer for me. I need to see the team list. But I'm sort of leaning Carlton if they get a couple of names back.
1: Yeah, well, this game you got Fremantle four and one, uh, you you got Carlton four and one, so it's an absolute massive uh, game. Fremantle pretty good at home. There's the big big discussion of are Fremantle any good? Who have they played? Who have they beaten? Um, and that they haven't really proved a, a hell of a lot. Uh, Essendon, you know, were witches hats on the weekend, but it was good for them to come away and uh, and get a win. Taberna kicking seven goals and yeah. everyone against Essen seems to you know. Pig out on goals and and kick a big bag, uh, Carlton on on the way back. Is Crips looking at coming in? Source is that one of the ones you thinking? He's about?
0: probably the main one that I'm looking for. Pez. I think if he can get up, um, it adds a different element to the side. And I think just you know the the close games here, I'm putting the, you know the the big uh, discrepancy in comes back the way that they're just letting those leads go. I'm putting down to interest. Like I think that they have putting the game plan. They they're directing it right. Maybe it's the coaching adjustment of Voss. Maybe he can't adjust after halftime, but. I think their list is a lot better. We both had them making the eight. Uh, did you have a making the eight? No, nah, outside. Yeah, so another one you got wrong. All right, so I had a making the eight, and I think that they're much better than Fremantle. I guess the, the lean would be towards them because of the, because of the ground, but I, I think the main, the main one coming back is Cripps, and he, he adds a different... So pretty element.
1: close there. game. I'd say so. Either way? Yeah. yeah. So you might <laughs> like my bet Cheeky! We, we've set that one up. This is uh this is very cheeky. We're at odds of $23, source. Uh, just a single. Just a single um i'm in the uh half-time full-time margin uh, draw at half-time or a draw at full-time 23 bucks cheeky 10 on it <laughs> every week i look at your bed
0: slip and every week i look at you Pez, and i'm like how's this flog going to surprise me this time that has to be a first that we've bet on i didn't know that's a bet i didn't know you could bet on the draw either either or at the end well, who's that with
1: uh tab wow that, that's interesting. Didn't even have to put it in a multi because I couldn't fit anything else. They didn't have uh, very many markets in mean, the like games I had. Like s- there like, like seven markets available for that game. You know what? This, this is what I'm going with. Let's just hope for a close game. And if it's you know six points in it with a minute to go at a second quarter, I'll be I'll be pretty excited. Oh, did you put twenty five on that one. Cheeky ten. I said that. Oh well. So the first time you follow the rules with the cheeky
0: and. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the cheeky's about, Pez, the cheeky 10. Well, it's very cheeky at $23. So uh, <laughs> very, very cheeky. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll see how we go. I'll be looking to put a live bet out with that one, Pez, once um, I've got some time this week and I'm, I'm taking a flight to Tasmania to watch the next game. Um, and I will have a look at the teams for this one because I am really interested to see how the odds swing with some inclusions for Carlton. And I probably, once I see the teams, probably still will lean towards Carlton. So anyway, we get on to the Sunday game. We head to Bloodstone Arena and I'll be heading there directly, Pez. It'll be interesting to see. You ever Norton. been
1: to footy
0: in Tasmania? No, I haven't been there before. My, uh, my My dad follows North Melbourne. We've got some family down in Tasmania. So we thought, let's make an occasion of it. Go down there.
1: Um, I've never been to... Tasmania and I've never been to the ground but I'll give you advice pack every jacket you have in your house
0: uh, check the weather Pez it's uh, 18, 18 degrees and only 16 kilometre winds which in comparison to Melbourne on Sunday the same time is only 11 kilometres wind so I think that's not not too much
1: it's going to be cold yeah it's going to be cold <laughs> <laughs>
0: but anyway let's get into the odds Pez $5.10 are North Melbourne hosting Geelong in Bloodstone Arena as I mentioned $1.17 are the cats minus minus twenty eight and a half is the line over under 165 and Pez Rugged up, be ready to go. Surely you'll be on the couch cheering for the cats.
1: I'll be on the I will be cheering for the cats, but not because I want them to win. Oh, I do want them to win because of you my do. bet. You just got to cheer for your money, don't you, wherever your money is. And my money's at, at, in Tab because they've got the same game multi special in all games and they've had it all year source. So um, if Sports Bet don't put anything out this week, Tab takes a little. Uh, little first place uh, in, in my book with uh, without that good special and sports bet. So, I've just gone uh, Geelong plus four and a half. on pick your own line, uh, Geelong first quarter result. So they've got to win the first quarter yeah. source, and then uh, Geelong by twenty five plus in the in the one to twenty four or twenty five plus market, and that's odds of two bucks twenty five on it. Uh, the line's at about, what'd you say, minus minus twenty nine and a half or uh, uh, and a half? 28 and a half. So 25 plus is around thereabouts, and it, it gets me $2 odds.
0: Yeah, I like that one, Pez. And if that one wins, it would be very close for mine winning, Pez, because I've gone something a little bit uh, Cheeky! Uh, in this one. Cheeky down uh, in Tasmania. Cheeky down in Tasmania, mainly based off of some of the comments that Joel Selwood came out of the match and said, and, you know, it's interesting to hear someone like that and we know how, how great a captain he is and he described the first and last quarter as shit house and it's rare that you actually see swearing in a press conference and i think that that speaks volumes i think they'll train their asses off they're playing a wounded north melbourne after last week and, and i'm hoping that uh everyone will be on the chopping block ready to go they'll go through the park this week and uh are pretty cold as it is pez so they might uh, do their training sessions down
1: at uh, the beach
0: take there. their H- mouth guards
1: take their mouth guards what
0: Take their mouth guards.
1: That's what Hawthorne did the week before playing Geelong. They took their mouth guards to training and came out and got a bit vi- got a win. Yeah, well, they
0: need to take more than their <laughs> mouth guards, Pez, because uh, the the vibes down there and after the game, as you said, quite somber. I've gone with Geelong to win the game by forty plus. I think they get the job done. Um, it's two dollars twenty five versus two dollars twenty. The one to thirty nine. The bookies don't know. I'll take a punt with the forty plus. Tom. Atkins to uh, get 15 touches or more. He is continually racking them up, Pez. He's still definitely getting a spot in that side in the regular. Tyson Skengel. Pez, I think that he last week was extremely unlucky. He had about four or five shots on goal. A um, lot of pressure from the Hawthorne Football Club. I think he gets two goals for this game. I've put the odds boot on Ned's
1: $6.42 boosts up to, and I've whacked a cheeky 25 on it, Pez. Yeah, you, you love the Geelong bet. You've steered cleared a couple of times this year, but yep. uh Finstar will be happy uh, you've gone back <laughs> and all over the cats again. Well that's how I get my winning results back, Pez. Jump on the cats. So uh yes,
0: yeah, so I have tried to steer clear with them, but I think that the as I said, the captain's comments speak volume and they are a club that generally responds with adversity. So hopefully You get to play
1: the worst side in the comp. <laughs> we do, so it's a
0: good good <laughs> one to, to bounce back from. All right, speaking of bouncing back, Gold Coast are taking on Brisbane in the Q Clash Pez. Are they still calling it the Q Clash up?
1: <laughs> we, we ask that every time they play. <laughs> <laughs> no one year.
0: cares And uh, the bookies actually probably care a little bit more in this one $3.20 are the Suns Surprising uh, how um, low they are And Brisbane $1.35 for a team that's 5-1 and one. Minus 17.5 is the line Again I think it's quite low And the over-under pairs one sixty five and a half.
1: Can the Suns uh, take stake in this Q clash pairs? You, you wouldn't think so But Brisbane when they You know they played against North Melbourne They beat him by 108 points So a, a low-level team The Gold Coast uh, I saw them live last week they they didn't look too good. They had Waller come back in. He, he got a lot right. of the he ball. Right. A lot of the ball in the back line and half back and he, he really wanted it. And the Saints zone kind of let Took Miller, really smart footballer took Miller. He he got into a lot of space and didn't have an opponent for the whole game and, and, and got the ball there. But I think Brisbane with their defensive zone and setup will be able to turn the ball over again and again and run forward in their forward line, as we know. Uh, one of the best in the business. And Joe Danaher could have a day out. You could have Charlie Cameron have a day out. You could have McStay, who's looking really promising up there as well. Uh, Darcy Ford even, uh, coming from your cats as well, he's, he's he's looking all right. So I'll put a, a little three-leg same-game multi, and I've uh, put the boost on. And I've read the terms and conditions source. Uh, it counts if you put the bet boost on. so yeah, you, can, the last one. <laughs> you can do that on the Sunday. Um, we've got Brisbane plus 17 and a half, So that's the, the highest dollar ten odds for the plus for Brisbane. We've got the overs, 136.5. So they don't have to score too much to get over 136.5. But then we've gone Brisbane at the line. It's $2 lines on Sunday. So Brisbane minus 18 and a half. All up, that gives me $2.32. Put the max 50 on it because I'm pretty confident that Brisbane just give them a little six plus goal shellacking.
0: Yeah, I like that one, Pez. Uh, I I totally agree with everything you said there. I think that the the defensive pressure that the Brisbane apply and their you know the firepower of the ability of that forward line to score quickly and to score you know quite frequently uh, means this game probably opens up. And, and I think that you're going to be looking at a, a motivated Brisbane as well. The Q clash, the the Suns will bring some extra heat, which will, will mean make sure that Brisbane are on their, on their toes, ready to perform. I've gone a two-leg same-game multi with sports bet because I've got to use my $50 bonus bet from Geelong's dif- disappointing performance last week. Two Lego pairs, Brisbane plus five and a half, pick your own line. They should get that if they flog them. And I've gone the over 165 and a half. I, I think this, uh, this line is actually really low. I think that uh, Brisbane possibly could score 120 themselves. And the Gold Coast Suns are averaging about 70 points. So this game could go over the 200s. Uh, and I've whacked 50 on that one, Pez, for a, a little uh, return, hopefully, of 62.50, odds of 225.
1: Mate, the two, um, oh, I was going to say the two maxes, but yours is a bonus bet. But bonus still, bet. Um, pretty confident to be putting uh, that kind of Stuff around, and is is that the last game on the Saturday? I'm confused with the fixture.
0: It is the last game. Uh, that was the first game on the Sunday, Bez. So the, oh, that's, the, that's the second
1: game of the Sunday. We talk of
0: the third game of the Sunday. I know it feels like we're continually, um, just just come on, over Yeah, it's Thursday terrible.
1: Thursday through Sunday. Well, wait, we got it. two games on
0: Monday. We're a to confuse us right out <laughs> there. All right, we got the MCG clash, pairs. This will be a classic. Richmond, who are coming really big outsiders against the Ds, with um with right so too, because we are facing the the reigning premiers. Four twenty five, other tigers one. 23 are the Ds. Minus 25 and a half is the line over under 169 and Pez, the Ds are on fire. Will this be the first loss of the season?
1: Uh, I, I can't see that happening. Richmond with the two wins for the year, uh, a percentage of below 100. Melbourne just absolutely flying and, and not having any, any little hiccups at all. We've got a... Richmond's, one of their wins source was against the Western Bulldogs who were very inaccurate on the night. So you take that into perspective. If the Bulldogs kick you know, a little bit straighter. They they probably get the the chocolates there if they play that first quarter a little bit differently and the ball goes through the goals instead of the behinds. So you can't really play off Richmond on that. After they beat the Bulldogs, there was a lot of talk of maybe Richmond are good. Maybe they they've still got their, you know, the premiership players, they they've got had Prestia come back in, Rewalt come back in, and they they beat the Bulldogs who were a grand finalist last year. But going to Adelaide and and losing that game and not being able to, to stand up. You had Shea Bolton stand up for a little bit when they you know, had their run. So I think Richmond are a side that can go on dangerous little three to five goal runs. But I, I think they fade a lot. I think their fitness is really questionable. I think their players, some of them aren't up to that fitness standard. And they can't run out games. I think Melbourne glide along the ground. They've got their wingers that, you know, they've, they've got the contested ball machines in the middle. Get it out to your wingers in your run. Ed, Ed Langdon's just having a year cool. out on that wing, just uh, delivering the ball inside forward 50, and you'd love to be a forward over at Melbourne. I'm steering clear at the moment. I just want to see a little bit more information because it is uh, on a Sunday, but I, I think Melbourne win it um, pretty easily against the Tigers.
0: Yeah, this would probably have to be the first test, I would say, in Melbourne's fixture. Like, you know, they the, the, had the Western Bulldogs early, uh, in you know the round one, but everyone sort of thought they would win. That the Port Adelaide power we see now have not been a test. They're zero and five. This is a big test because it's you know at the G the Richmond Tigers bounce back. Um, they're a club that you know don't mind their backs to the wall. Their five year plan, that dynasty that you know they refuse to be dead. But uh, I think that the the Ds can actually really do a number on the Tigers and uh, they'll keep it close for, for bits and parts. But, you know, realistically, those bigger bodies going through that midfield, they just have structures all around the game. And, uh, you know, and an elite ruckman, elite backman, their forwards, We well, they don't even need elite forwards because the ball comes in there that often. It, you and I would be kicking goals. So I'm steering clear, but I do think that the Ds get this done uh, pretty easily. So... Uh, steer clear for me We'll and wait for the teams And I might even look at Putting a live game Because I'll be watching that On the um, You know After I'll be at the airport probably So I'll be looking for something to do And throw away some money So by then I'll be so far up In the green That I might oh, to yeah, yeah, Donate yeah, yeah, right. to 25 for a, for a cheeky little bit
1: And and just a note um, Tom Lynch On his career You know Kicked a lot of goals At the Gold Coast Comes over to Richmond And uh, In a pretty set uh, Squad And he's able to kick um, His goals there And he's He's a beautiful set shot at goal if you watch him kick the footy, but his presence and leading forward. He's, he's been too easy to stop this year and he really needs to, you know, turn his form around and be able to influence the game up the ground, uh, on the million, million dollars plus that he's on at Richmond. So, uh, calling out Tom Lynch to, you know, to pull your finger out and actually, uh, do something to help your team instead of just trying to sit inside forward 50, get the cheap mark and, and have his shots at goal.
0: Yeah. Whack, whack goes Pez on that one. Uh, not happy with that at all. Pez, uh, Interesting. You never liked Tom Lynch anyway. That was an unfair assessment. Oh, I
1: don't. No, you don't think that's, that's no, true? No, I think it's completely true. Yeah. I,
0: think it, I, I totally agree. I think now that the you know the over the back ones aren't coming, he's he not looking as good. Then, uh, but a beautiful set shot of goalie is. Great set of shot. Beautiful. But he doesn't seem to want to. Yeah, you're right. Doesn't seem to want to take yeah. that marking test and get involved. But uh, That's got to end the round on Sunday, doesn't it? Surely uh, you'd think so, Pez. But there's still two games to go. We get into the Anzac Day clash, Pez. And when I talk Anzac Day, automatically you think Essendon versus Collingwood. Hell yeah, that's a great game. But unfortunately. The AFL is buggered it up, Pez, and they've put an early game on, a 12.30 start, which means it has a possibility of overlapping in that first quarter. Hawthorne taking on Sydney. Hawthorne $2.19, Sydney $1.68. That means there's going to be two games in Tassie this week, here, Pez, because the uh, the Swans and the Hawks are getting the run in Tasmania for Anzac Day. The line is minus 6.5. The over-under, Pez, 168 and a half Pez? Are you staying or are you flying out on the... Uh, we'll be flying back on the Sunday afternoon because I'm actually going to be marching in the, the Anzac March. Ah. pairs representing my family and my, my grandfather. So I was need to take the track you, back. If you weren't doing that, you could have
1: uh, gone to a couple games down in Tasmania. would have been, been I feel like
0: it would have be, been the only opportunity either of us were really to have to, to attend an Anzac Day match because yeah. that's always sold out and that would be an absolute mm-hmm. fit experience.
1: Um, I, I don't mind that Hawthorne... Had a win against Geelong last week. Uh, in in terms of this, because the odds are, you know, a little yeah. bit in in Sydney's favour. If you like Sydney against the Hawks, I still don't rate the Hawks as a as a team that you know are going to compete for the eight this year. I think they're a bottom ten side. So I, I believe Sydney are a good value here. And uh, they've Buddy's going to be out again with his finger, but their forward line is functioning really, really well. Uh, I th- I've got a three leg same game multi uh, with tab. I've got Sydney plus twenty eight and a half. Uh, which listeners be used to that now. You know, just put the highest you can. Uh, Sydney head-to-head and then a a tri-bet. Sydney, 16 plus. So they've got to win by 16 or more. Uh, That's odds of $2.30. I've put the max 50 on it. Uh, that's how confident I am as well.
0: Yeah, love that bet, Pez, because uh, I totally agree with what you're saying about their forward line. The absence of Franklin is no worry to them because uh, he's not even leading their, their goal-kicking, Pez. Isaac Heaney has been an absolute freak this year. Three goals, five goals, one goal, a little bit disappointing around three, two goals and three goals. And uh, hopefully that trend continues, Pez, because he's absolute value at $1. sixty to get two or more goals in that game. I think that uh, this game is really going to open up. I totally agree Realistically, uh, Hawthorne should have lost that game by, let's say, four goals. And somehow, because Geelong absolutely stuffed it up, they get, uh, the bookies have, have been forced to, to put this game at lower odds. And uh, I'm going to take advantage. I agree. Sydney to win three-league same-game multi. Isaac need to kick two, And uh, I've put the actual... The actual max you can do at plus thirty nine and a half pairs with with meds for my uh, little three leg same game multi twenty five on it two dollars ten and that is money for VBs that one pears.
1: I just didn't put the max max because the max on tab was paying a dollar one and I can't include the dollar one. Well, got to yes. be a dollar
0: ten. Yes, got to make sure you uh, follow those terms and conditions. All right. I feel a little fatigued just reading through the matches, Pez. But we are finally on the last game of the round. Monday afternoon, Essendon versus Collingwood. The traditional, the only Anzac Day game that should be played. $2.76 are the Bombers coming in outsiders. Collingwood, $1.45, minus 13.5, over 173.5. Pez, this seems like a game that Essendon can win with their backs to the wall,
1: all the press during
0: the week. Anzac Day, big occasion, $2.76. You're taking us, Pen? are you?
1: Look, it, it is a game... It's historically going to be close uh, either way, no matter where they are on the ladder. You think Collingwood, uh, uh, you know, they've got a couple of good young players. They've got the the older veterans as well, and they're continuing to to play very, very well. They've performed really, really well against Brisbane. Uh, Essendon, not so much this year at all. So uh, I think Collingwood get the win just because they are the better side. Uh, I'm not going to go with any Anzac Day hoodoos or anything like that, but I am steering clear. Uh, of this game at the moment, not enough information out. And uh, a a tweet we put out uh, on the weekend source uh, was was about Mason Cox. And (laughs) there was a lot going around about Mason Cox on the weekend because he is – you don't like to to down people, but he is a useless AFL footballer. (laughs) And it's just amazing how many people – think that. And I we just said, why do Collingwood insist on playing Mason Cox? Thousands of better players around Australia. And I did mean thousands source because you go to local footy, you go to under 18, some of those forwards uh, are going to be better players than Mason Cox. He's just really, really tall. And we, we had a bit of interaction there. So just uh, just a shout out there. And I think if Collingwood drop Mason Cox again, for good, they can actually improve their side and actually fight for a final spot. If they keep Ooh, Mason Cox in cool. the side... I don't think they make finals if he plays every game.
0: Yeah, it's a really interesting one, Pez, because uh, I I don't know who the better side is. I'm, I'm still not sold on Collingwood, and I agree, I think, with them in, you know, Mason Cox in that forward line. He just doesn't seem to understand where to lead to. He creates some, you know, frustration for those other forwards because he demands the ball and they do focus on him, but he's... There was there was a, some footage on the weekend where he actually was running in the wrong direction to a lead and it, he looked absolutely clueless what he was what he was doing and I think that really really highlights the that that forward line structure they can be a good side they've got two you know absolute young guns in Daycost and Daycost they've got some really good forwards and exciting forwards um I just I don't know why they continually play
1: him the game doesn't need tall forwards especially especially if they're not going to they're going to kick to a contest you're talking about the leads and he he did a lead and he actually cut off His his teammates opponent, But he put his arms up in the air He should have got 50 metres against him Put his arms (laughs) up in the air Because his mate didn't kick it to him And he kicked it to the open guy In front of goal Exactly right He doesn't have any game sense He he doesn't understand uh, What's happening Leading patterns Where to go and what to do And he's unteachable at at this oh. point in time So uh, Send him back And um, he should stay off Twitter as well
0: What's the old saying Pez Yeah you can't teach height, And that's About as good as it gets uh, The experiment with the overseas players Has to be done with this one Yes he You know What he's a premiership player Did they win that Oh no they no, no he was very close to being a premiership player That's right Little uh, little Collingwood did there. Uh, <laughs> West Coast, uh, great little kick from the sideline. Oh, anyway, i Very good. I'm steering clear of this one, Pez. There's no chance I'm putting uh, a bet out six days out from it. Six days out, Pez. That's how long this game is. Six days away.
1: That's too long. It's way too long. That's I don't know any
0: information, is it? Uh, but I will be watching it. It is a great spectacle to watch. I'll be at the pub watching that one, Pez. Uh, going to the Duke. Of uh, Duke of Wellington to watch that one. I love that pub.
1: Great, oh, great football viewing pub. You're going to have the Duke of Wellington need to give you a little, uh, little pump up. You're going to have a lot of fans there. Oh, I will, oh, oh, uh, will. Looking for the sauce. Say sauce at the door for a cheaper entry. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> What's the old <laughs> no, guest <back> list in, <laughs> back in the day in the guest list? Um, well, I've put a multi on and I haven't gone with sports bet because they don't have the special. I've gone with tab. I've uh, put Geelong to win against Kangaroos. We've got Brisbane to beat the Gold Coast. We've got Sydney to beat Hawthorne. And I've put St Kilda for a little value uh, to beat GWS. If one of those legs fails, I get a bonus bet back. Put the max 50, odds of $4.50 source. And uh, if Sportsbet bring out that special, you better believe that I'm putting out a Sportsbet one as well.
0: Yeah, I, I'm actually not going with a multi one, pairs because I am waiting for the Sportsbet one. I do like the way that they do it. If they don't have one by the first game, I will put out another one use uh, news, uh, news tab. If I was to put one out, uh, I don't think it'll change much because the odds won't change. I'm going St. Kilda, the Dogs, Geelong and Brisbane, the ones I think that are guaranteed. I think that should give me odds about, uh, I don't know, maybe 3 bucks something. something. Uh, I will be mac- whacking the max 50 on it either way. Um, it may change to three legs if I go with Tab, though, because I do like that $3 mark that I want to sit with my multis.
1: Well, by the time we put out the bet slip uh, tomorrow or Friday, depending uh, when the intern decides, uh, we'll probably know the sports bet special, so you'll be able to add your multi yeah. in there. And if you need to see sources multi, and you you want to tail it, like uh, who is it, Sir Duke? Sir Duke. Oh, that's why I'm going to the Duke. <laughs> jump, <laughs> it's his pub. Jump at behind the bound on Twitter, and you can see all all the wonderful things going on there. Enjoy your Anzac Day weekend, and if you did take the four days off between Easter Monday and Anzac Day to get the the ten days off in total, hope you're enjoying your little getaway and your little <laughs> holiday. Uh, I've been Pez. Peace out. I'm still Source. We'll
0: catch up next time, guys. And as always, if you're having a bet, bet responsibly.